my dad's been pranking me since I came home, kind of. Pranking that, or punking or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. He listens to um, New York talk radio because there's no good talk radio in Florida. It's all uh, conservative wax. People shots. talking about Florida. Yeah. It's just people talking about New York from a distance. Uh, so he listens to that, but he rushes into my room every time the O'Reilly Auto Parts jingle comes on so I can hear it. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. <laughs> like, Alex, Alex, listen to this, listen to this. And it's always the same commercial. Very it's good. pretty good. Suffer like G did. This is oh, episode yeah. 228 of Insert Credit, a show where a panel of video game experts responds to whatever nonsense I present them with to the occasional accompaniment of a horrible buzzer. My name's Alex Jaffe, and I'm here to say I'm asking some questions on the show today. Oh, crikey, nice. It's rhyming. It is rhyming. My name's Frank Zafaldi, and I'm here to say I like to go to sleep at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Tim Rogers, and I'm here to say I didn't wake up because I didn't sleep today. That's not as good. A- <laughs> We're all doing today and day, huh? Yeah, I could, I could do it. Di- well, that's that's what I assumed the format was. I assumed you were being very exact with it. My name's Brandon Sheffield. I'm here to say I don't play pixel games with an overlay. Hey. Brandon taking an early lead. We're bringing back the scoring, (laughs) by the way. We're we're, we're bringing back uh, the concept of people winning episodes this week. Let's start with a variation on the classic dinner guest question. If you could play a video game with any three people, living or dead, who would they be and what would the game be? I would choose living people. Does it have to be three people in one game? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. I would play... No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I was going to try to figure out who I would play Left for Dead with, like who would be a good Left for Dead team. Oh yeah, that would be uh, that would be appropriate. Yeah, it would be. But but then I was immediately going to go for like historical world leaders, and then it, I I was probably going to not like my joke pretty soon. So um, but I th- I still think Left for Dead's a pretty good framework to start with. Oh yeah, I mean that's uh the kind of game you'd want to play with uh, friends. Yeah. Well, that is like the four player. I mean, I would I would pick Final Fantasy fourteen and then pick like I don't I don't know what three dudes would be cool enough to pick to play Final Fantasy fourteen with. Little Nas X. Living or dead is a little bit uh is a little bit too broad. Living I can handle, but you give me dead. There's a lot of those guys. It's a lot of them. Well, I'm struggling because I don't like anyone. <laughs> That's good. Just say you would play uh, 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 Joe Montana Sports Talk Football with Joe Montana and John Elway. And, uh, and Joe Montana. And John Madden. And John Madden. did not design that one. Yeah, excellent. Just say something like that. That's that's the kind of answer I was leaning toward. And then I was like, hmm, I don't know. Oh, you know what? No, I do Sports Talk Football. I would have Pat Summerall there for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sports Talk. Because he was the voice, I believe, in, in Sports Talk Football. And to me, that that is the voice of football. Is uh well, I guess it's the Pat Summerall John Madden combo. If I'm being yeah. honest, so I get the two of them and uh, some some kind of wild card there, right? Like who's my wild card with those two? Joe Montana. <laughs> it could be Joe Montana. Sure, he just does not seem like a very interesting person. I think I think that that helps because the the those two guys would be like, but Joe, you back in the nine, 
six. You did. Did this. you ever see that video on on Twitter of Joe Montana talking about how the person he envies most in the world is Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News? Yes. What? No. You didn't see that. Please explain this. Yeah, oh exactly. yeah. I uh, I, I I retweeted it. So let me see if I can find it. Uh, I don't I don't tweet anymore. So it's it's probably pretty easy to find. All right. So I would play rock band with Joe Montana and Huey Lewis uh-huh. and uh, third guy the- Joan Jett. Oh. Joan Jett. Perfect. Joan Jett. I want to play something online with uh, Joan Chen, Rutger Hauer, and uh, Christopher Lambert. Oh, yeah. I just want to hear all them saying stuff like... From your favorite films. I want to hear them just say weird stuff. <laughs> I've, I've decided on my, my serious answer. If any, whenever, whenever anybody's ready for it, uh, I, yeah. can, I can hit you with sure. it. My answer is I would want to play video ball yeah. with... I mean, it's, this is, I think, the perfect answer because it's, it's my game and I understand uh, enough about it i believe to decide who i'd want to play it with i would want to play video ball with john madden r.i.p napoleon bonaparte r.i.p and lewis hamilton that's who i would want to play video ball with that's my that's my final answer and we would just rotate teams we would have uh just random teams so we're just all experiencing it what if one of them didn't like it oh they would all like it they what if the four like of us played a game like on twitch is that something people would like some people would like it <laughs> somebody would Probably someone out there who would be into that. Let's talk about that in another. I time. wonder if any one of us has uh, every single video has about eighty four thousand video games plugged into a, a a streaming setup that works with the touch of a button. Unlike Probably the nobody. setup I have for this yes. microphone in Discord, <laughs> my streaming setup is solid. I don't know about this thing. Here's my next topic. Sifu right. is a video game which attempts to mechanically implement the concept of your character aging. Mm-hmm. What is the best way for video games to accomplish this effect? I'm just going to say I see right through that gimmick. That was my British accent. So yeah. I, li- I like it, though. It's good. It's cool. Wait, what was the question about it, though? The, about how, the do you do, how do you do <laughs> aging in video games effectively? I'll, I'll, I'll say a way to not do it effectively. Um, I, I've heard tell the original Wizardry games, your characters age. Oh, yeah. But uh, they, not only do they age, they age until they die. Yeah, and not rules. only do they age until they die, uh, they age at different rates. Well, that owns. I don't know why both of those are stats. You should you should tell Neil deGrasse Tyson about that. He'll do a Twitter thread. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll go you'll go crazy on it. You're talking about the Hulk today. <laughs> I think the best way to do it is um, like in your fallouts is that you keep everyone's body the same. So everyone's like really fit and has like sexy hourglass boobs, whatever situation mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. But then you give them a face that's like an 80-year-old. Uh, I think that's the best way <laughs> to do that it. Owns, that owns. Dude. Yeah. yeah. That's, Fable that's... 1 style. Yeah. I've seen, um, I, I think it would be real cool. You know, in, in Animal Crossing, you don't play for a couple of days. You come back and there's like cockroaches. Yeah. Right? They should all grow beards. Well, I just think, uh, I just think aging, <laughs> is, aging is like the cockroaches in your house of real life. So I think if you go into you it like every if you leave Animal Crossing alone for a week, you go back. The game has like added wrinkles to like every single NPC. Yeah. And then if you leave it alone for like a year, you come back and they just look like they just look like mummies. They look straight up embalmed. Just slap a beard on there. That's that's all you got to do. So big that, long white beard trailing on the ground. Put a beard on everybody. They don't know to shave unless you log into the game. That's right. Like it's not in their program. And instead of the cute little sounds when they talk, it's this bit crushed, like extended, <laughs> like whammy barred wheezing. <laughs> Just. <laughs> 
and it's just like extended really really long and it's just very very creepy oh yeah people would love that not necessarily aging but but generational stuff is done pretty well in that in that crusader kings game where you get like now my son needs to marry this pope so that i can stop a war in crimea whatever I think that game's better than the game Crusade Kings uh, by a long shot. Oh, yeah, it's Get even it, guys, more Crusade. It's Crusader. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good as Crusadist King. <laughs> Is it better than Crusader Senti? Uh, Crusader of Senti. You mean Soleil or Ragna Senti? Right. Uh, the game. Yeah. It's a game so nice they they named, named it thrice. thrice. Um, I think uh, my favorite instance of a character aging is a still Dragon Quest Five, dude. Yeah. I think that's the best one. I think they nailed it the best. What, ha- what happens in there? There's a really fun prologue where you're a child, and the prologue uh, lasts a little bit longer than some uh, more knuckle-headed individuals are are uh, eager to experience. It, it's you know, it takes its time. It luxuriates in the whole "you're a child and your dad is really cool" thing, and then uh, uh, through a series of events. Uh, you wake up in 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 jail five years later, so it's it's kind of cool. Blam. And then they do it again uh, two more times in the mm-hmm. game, uh, so that's pretty cool. I also think Lufia Two: Rise of the Sinistrals has a real good. Uh, it's, there's no aging evident though. The character doesn't visually change, but it skips forward several years at one point in the plot, which you just don't expect from that exact video game. And it felt very virtuosic and master strokishly. I think we've talked about this on here before, but something that I don't really like, which is more of a generational shift thing, is how so many JRPGs, especially in the 90s, were like, in the past, there was a demon, and then we all had to work together to fight it, and then it was gone. But now, it's coming back, and the the grandson of the hero has to try to be the hero. It's like, why don't you just do the first yeah, one? It's a like thing, that, man. It's a thing. Why do you explain the premise so that I can go relive the premise? Like, I don't know. Are you, are you mentioning this because, like, so when Lufium One did that, it was in the in the in the press. When Natsume published it, they they really hyped up the fact that it uh it's got a flashback in the beginning with different characters. But that actually wasn't the gimmick of that game. That game was actually yeah. a really really like curious investigation of why that's a trope. And the story that then plays out does very, very interesting things with the idea of uh, legendary heroes killed the great evil X number of years ago. It's really neat. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't disparaging, uh, disparaging Luffy with that. Oh, I, I, I was sure you weren't. It, it, it is a trend, and it is, uh, it is uh, something that Luffy was very prescient of. And then they went ahead and just made the game about the the people killing the the great evil, which is uh, hilarious. And uh, it's a much better game, which is weird. I don't know if this counts as aging, but I, I think what's most effective to me is seeing the world around me change over time. Yeah, that's so cool. I don't know if oh, like a yeah. jump forward in time counts as aging or not. But, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of, I, I guess, what's coming to mind for me because you were talking about uh, uh, Dragon Quest V is, is Mother 3, which is kind oh, yeah. of a similar game. It's kind of a good and, jump. And, and it, it has that time jump and you see how your small town is changing as time jumps. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is an incredible implementation of that particular thing. Maybe the best one ever in video games. Near to near Automata is also pretty cool. When you see like areas that you saw in near in Automata, and it's like now two thousand years later. Oh wait, the best aging mechanic in a video game ever is when you have your PlayStation Three and your Xbox uh, Series X plugged into the same HDMI switcher, and you boot up or uh, near Gestalt and near Replicant. 
at the same time and then you flip between them nice uh, that's my convoluted answer i'm not even gonna ask any follow-up questions to that i'm gonna go into the next one what's the stupidest argument you've ever been part of over a video game <laughs> oh man <laughs> to well i'm gonna go ahead and say uh that i i have believe it or not i've consciously avoided all of what i consider to be the stupidest arguments so you're asking me to select the one that i did that i did take part in so that's a good question yes boy i wish i could remember <laughs> that's the key to this one is remembering stuff i just i, I don't i don't really argue anymore you know like I, <laughs> I i i i have opinions sometimes i state them if someone offers a counter argument that uh is reasonable i go hmm okay uh otherwise i just kind of ignore people i don't know <laughs> i remember one from elementary school oh those are good ones yeah i had a i had an intellivision and other kids had an nes i had an intellivision because my dad bought it at a thrift store for 20 dollars with 40 games you know what your dad should have done is he should have just kicked you in the nuts like no he, offense. he probably should have done that but um <laughs> some kids were like the nes is way better than the Intellivision. And I was like, that's probably true. And they were like, no, no, it's so much better because blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I bet you're right. And they're like, no. Oh, yeah, these this is a common argument among adults these days, actually. <laughs> this, this, this kind of logic. Yeah, that was it was a, an incredibly stupid argument because I was agreeing with them and they were like, no, really? Yeah. I had a, an argument, uh, or I, I, I stepped in once where there were two kids ganging up on my friend uh, who said he owned Bart versus the Space Mutants for uh, for Nintendo? <laughs> yeah. And I knew he didn't, <laughs> but I stepped in and said, "Well, maybe he does." It does that count? That's pretty. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. This kid yeah. lied about everything. <laughs> Everybody knows the kid on the playground who just lies about having stuff, right? Oh, I had yeah. one. Not even the uncle at Nintendo. Uh, just like like wild amounts of stuff. I had a kid at summer camp who used to lie about having Dragon Ball GT Final Bout and would make up all these features in the game that weren't actually in there. That's very specific. Imagine <laughs> stepping in and uh, imagine being at that point in history, Dragon Ball GT Final Bout's like foremost expert. Yeah. Right. And and then stepping in and go, and maybe that stuff is in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> people were like, you've been to his house. Have you have you seen Bart versus the Space Mutants? And the kid looks at me like he just got like 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 electric shocked in the back of the head, and he just like looks at me, and I'm just like, ah man, I don't know, maybe he does. I don't know. I haven't been over there for a while. It was horrible. Bart versus the Space Mutants. Lord, this kid also said there's a flying code for Super Mario Brothers one. That you get the raccoon suit in Mario one. Crike. Sure, if you plug in the uh, Mario 3 card. Yeah. Mario 3 and Knuckles. And then play the Mario 1 music out of a boombox. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm talking about. This is a very broad question, but how much does it cost to make a video game? Six bucks. Um, uh, According hmm. to like the, the people on the internet, like one one hundredth to one one thousandth of what it actually costs. Yeah, is that, somewhere, is that, somewhere in there. Something like that. Remember that Skullgirls thing where people were getting mad at how much it cost to, to make a, a new character and the and it was and they had to like post a breakdown or whatever. You remember that? I remember looking at that and going, That seems right. This is good. I'm gonna take notes here for, you know, my own future interest in having a business of some sort. Because this seems right. I don't think there's a way to calculate it without just figuring out the burn rate of a worker and then how long tasks will take, right? And, yeah. And, 
I mean, it, and it, it, and then it's well. I know it's a broad question, but it's like you know, there's there's a lot of different kinds of video games. Yes. So let's, I, I, I guess, go on our own experiences, right? Like, how much has our stuff cost? I know how much my stuff has cost and how much it should have cost, and I would say that we might be able to genericize it by saying that a video game costs as much as the people need to live and be yeah. comfortable enough during the duration of the development of the video game. <laughs> so that's... Well, that's what it should cost. It usually costs less than that. Yeah, usually it costs less than that. And sometimes it costs more than that, even though you don't want it to. I'm trying to do up some quick math here to try to... Let me see. Uh... I mean, I, I could just throw out some budgets that I remember. Um, Please. We, we did a Sharknado game on iOS that I produced, and that was me and Manila. That was just me and a bunch of uh, contractors. And uh, it was a three-month production, very hectic. And I believe the budget was about 150, maybe 200K. Hmm. And that's just a short, yeah. short game. Like, that was a nothing. Yeah, game. that's a very simple, endless runner of a game. And it's like yeah. five years ago. Uh, yeah, and, and it was built on top of an existing game. So, like, that, it's still, like, that's, it's, it's still that much money to you know employ people the first Mega Man legacy collection i think was like 350k it should have been about 500 those are the ones that i was, i don't remember snk unfortunately i have no idea what that budget and this is all stuff that isn't built from scratch this is all you restoring yeah. material that already exists or changing it in some right way. like with legacy it was just well i mean building an emulator from scratch and building right. the wraparound for it i mean there, there was scratch stuff, but it wasn't the game. Exactly. Um, yeah, Sharknado a little bit was the game, but it was, you know, recycling uh, a lot of the physics and, and the engine. And that's, you know, again, that was outsourced labor, too. So Yeah, I don't think I can say how much my budgets have been without getting into trouble. But, I mean, I would say that historically, myself and everyone that I know have been asking for too little. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to stop doing that. I have stopped doing that starting now and I'm going to see how that goes and if we can actually if we can actually do it but like I can say that I do not want to make a game an original video game for under 1.5 million dollars ever again. Oh yeah. Because I have six people in my studio right now. I want to have 10 because right now we're doing 10 people's worth of work with six people is what's happening. I get paid Myself, I get paid about $34,000 less than the average, the median income for the Bay Area. Yowch. And, uh, you know, I would like to get a little more. I would like to pay everyone else a little bit more. And in order to get to those levels, like there's just, you just can't make games for less than that, especially if it's taking more than a year. Yeah, you need a real hot blast of money. Yeah. So it it's weird to talk about it like that because like... I'm I'm never going to get a million dollars for myself, but a million dollars spread across 10 people across two years is like not that much money, which is bizarre. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> Tim, how's your math going? Okay, I, I, dro I dropped a little formula in the uh, in the chat. I'll explain what this is. This is a formula for determining roughly the budget of any PlayStation 2 era video game uh, that was that was developed in Japan, which is average age of developer times number of developers times 100 times 18 plus the CEO's yearly salary times 1.5. What's, what's the 18 for? 
Uh, it's 18 months, average 18 oh, yeah. months development okay. time. So the idea is that uh, in Japan, they have something called NenQ, where the, uh, they, they offer uh, employees, most of whom are adubaito or contract or like part-time employees. They offer them their, their, their monthly salary would be their age times $100, just roughly, just ballparking it. So if you're 25, you get $2,500 a month. I mean, when I worked at Grasshopper Manufacture in Tokyo, Japan, on their AAA-ish video games, their two let's call them 2.8A video games. When I worked on their 2.8A video games, I was getting I was I, I came in there at age 28 and I was getting paid $2,800 a month, uh, which was not that much. In case you didn't know that, that's not a lot of money. So that's uh, roughly how much I I was made to understand that that's roughly how much you got paid in Japan at around that time for video games. Fun to know, huh? Yeah. And uh, if the average age of the developers is they try to keep it at around 28. So, you know, joke's on me. So I think that this looks right, except for um, it has to be in that era. So yeah, like yeah. In, the, in that particular era. Adjusted for inflation, this would be a different number. Then again, every time I look at the rent prices in Japan, which is frequently because uh, New York is nightmarish, uh, I, I notice the rent has not moved like a yen in either direction for the neighborhoods I look at. So maybe it's the same now. Who knows? That's weird. There's some countries stuff just works right. Did I show you that uh, that house for sale in Koenji that I saw? No. Uh, I, I think Koenji, I texted though. it to you, but you, you can't look at your texts or whatever. But um, you, it, it will depress you because it, though it was a very small house, it was uh, about 450 square feet, uh, two floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was $55,000 to purchase. Mm. Can you believe that? Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty good, Jerry. Four hundred fifty square feet ain't bad. That's New York royalty right there. If, put you... Heck, if you knocked it down and put a three story building in there, and you're you're in business. That's about the size of my apartment. Here is a segment I like to call the adaptation game. This is when I name something that you have to adapt into a video game. This week we are adapting the OSHA handbook into a video game the occupational safety and health administration guidelines oh yeah those guys this must have been done in the serious games world at some point it's gotta have been right is it basically like wrecking crew with mario because uh it's all about what kind of boots you gotta wear right i don't know if anybody else has been in this scenario but i did not know what osha was before i heard it about 500 times because i was working on a construction site oh really i was like what what is this thing they're talking i thought it was like ocean without the n keep hearing the ma- the manager being like i got osha breathing down my neck about yeah, these exactly. bad like, boots i've provided the kids <laughs> <laughs> who is osha maybe we, maybe we shouldn't talk to them then can a guy just buy payless boots for his workers oh baby you guys want to see a screenshot of the real osha video game yeah, oh, yeah, is there one? oh yeah i'm guessing it's like football manager oh hey, there it is. incredible <laughs> that guy's pants are blending into the is he he doesn't have pants wait does he have legs he's transparent he has legs he's yeah there's legs. a black black uh, leg behind the it's an optometric so, let's nightmare. describe this for the audience right so there there is a man uh with a cart and he is uh, apparently cleaning up a spit he's got ammonia and bleach so there is a yeah required uh ppe sign in the back so you always know you don't have to look up the manual or whatever it looks to me like he is about to mix ammonia and bleach and die yeah he's gonna get straight he should should do it yeah no he shouldn't i'm not gonna lie he's gonna get blowed up he's got a couple car batteries on there he's got i like how empty the rest of it is like this room exists only for a spill to yeah for that urine stain over there to be there 
Yeah, it's pretty oh, good. Is the website still up? Oh, baby. Can I? Oh, you can still download it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, here, here's the official website. It's all coming together. We might have found the first insert credit stream game. Hasfinder. It's only 70 megabytes. It's called <laughs> okay. Hasfinder. Oh, rules. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing this before our six minutes is up. <laughs> yeah. My guarantee to you. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Esper will provide this in the show notes. I'm chilling with it. Has Finder. Oh, there's a text-based version. Oh, for those who uh, don't prefer the thrilling realism of the... I uh, can select a scenario to, from four scenarios, including manufacturing, construction... You find yourself in an empty room. There is a puddle on the floor. Obvious exits. I'm going straight to emergency room. Right. Oh, indeed. You are the head of Sacred Heart Hospital, a mid-sized ER operating in the middle of the suburbs. Your goal is to ensure that your workers remain safe. Oh, hey. Can you choose owner or worker at that one? Because I could. Nope. That's so funny. I'm just the head of Sacred Heart Hospital. That's the name of the hospital from the sitcom Scrubs. Oh, no. Can you imagine walking into a job and they go, so do you want to be a worker or the owner? <laughs> can you imagine that that'd be so cool dude hey kid want the keys well, they, they didn't do a lot of they didn't do a lot of work on this text version i gotta say all right i'm gonna investigate the uh guillotine shear okay how does that, that go dangerous faulty electrical wiring or damaged power cables can expose workers to electricity severity five exposure three so there's some some kind of uh numerical danger stuff here going on Oh, and I spent one action already. I wonder if you should be using your OSHA handbook to uh, along with this. To, it's kind of a guideline. It is an option, but I don't want to. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I think I just quit on accident. <laughs> Construction. Okay. The only way to I don't learn. know how to die like the guy in the screenshot. <laughs> you know the um the guy who was the art director for Silent Hill Two and who did all the. Silent Hill 1 CG by entirely by himself um, wound up doing serious games after that. He, I don't think he worked on this OSHA game, but he... he... No, this does not look like Silent Hill. No, he did some pretty good I mean, stuff I really think you could do a pretty good uh, OSHA video game that is Silent Hill, basically. I mean... It, okay, when you say is Silent Hill, do you mean the horror aspect? The horror aspect, yeah. Okay. I think it like just... I mean, you could really just make a really atmospheric horrific video game where you're a janitor just basically take this osha game and just yeah. give it like a konami ps2 era budget and uh you know which we already have the formula for that right so yeah. and then uh <laughs> you can uh, you can have a pretty good time i think you can have a pretty darn good time make yourself a silent hill 2 quality game for like you know four hundred thousand dollars that's what i think and i mean it would just be horrible it's like you encounter a bottle and the guy picks it up and goes should I drink this? And then you choose yes, and he drinks it. And then, uh, like, the word just poison slowly fades in on the screen as the guy screams and dies. <laughs> just instantly skeletonized. Yeah. Oh! And I love that the the first screenshot we saw in this article is a guy about to mix ammonia. <laughs> oh, and man. There's, like, a green gas coming from his ankle as well. I don't know if that's related. Maybe it would be like a Saw-like story where you're, like, trapped in a room and there's a guy who's, like, constantly offering you, like, cryptic clues for a puzzle, like, to how to get out of the room and, like, mix the contents of those two bottles. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, you I wish to I was going to say, it's all to OSHA standards. <laughs> yeah. He's just not telling you every OSHA rule because you're supposed to know. And every time you die, you have like uh, some sort of communion and some just spectral church where the, the OSHA pastor explains to you 
uh, what you did wrong to die and how you'll get another chance. I have good news. Uh, if you play as owner, you can earn profit each turn based on your hours remaining. $800 an hour. $800 an hour, lord. If you play well, you can end up with over $250,000. How much can you earn? Good question. Sounds like this this owner thing is uh, the <laughs> career path of choice. So. Yeah, it's starting to come together. I'm not really seeing much advantage to playing its work. When I, when I was a kid, we had cowboys and astronauts on TV. They should have had owners. Yeah. You Something know? to ruminate on as we go into the break. You know what? You know what? What uh, is a thing you can ruminate on is if you're a homeowner, you can ruminate on uh, the rooms in your home. That's a good joke from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real good one. It's a solid one, yeah. Ruminate. That's all I've got. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to bed now. That's a joke. Good enough. Welcome back to Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, here with the usual knuckleheads. Uh, it's time to dive into the dirtbag. If you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash insertcredit, you can get the opportunity to submit your own questions for this very segment. Also get occasional bonus episodes, other neat treats coming down the pipes. Uh, this treats. week's question comes from Anonymous, who says, Ooh. I recently had a job interview for a video game-related position in which I was asked, if your personality was a video game, what Ooh. game would it be and why? <laughs> How the hell was I supposed to answer this? Oh, that's weird, dude. That is weird. I think mine is uh, a little game called HasFinder. Uh, you can download it on <laughs> OSHA.gov. <laughs> Nice. I guess the only way to talk about how one should answer this question is to try to answer it ourselves off the top of our heads. Yeah. Shoot. So is it which video game or like what would a video game be like? What what was the exact wording? The exact wording was, if your personality was a video game, what game would it be and why? Oh. Okay. I, think, I think mine's probably like Gran Turismo 2. Yeah. Because it had yeah. a lot of cars in it. Um, and the menus, they looked nice, but didn't function very well, and the loading times were long. And it was just paraphernalias, and it uh, had some real good music. Uh, and if you played it in America, it also had some real bad music. And uh, you could drive a Subaru, which I can do as well, even though I don't. I don't have one. If I were trying to talk myself up, I'd, I'd be like, my personality is Disco Elysium because it's interesting and has good writing. <laughs> I would say uh, my personality is Dark Souls because I can learn to anticipate the patterns of my bosses. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to get the job. Yeah. So That's what I was trying to do. You know, okay, I'm just going to assume it's just a, a, a very normal adult. And I'm going to be like, Super Mario Brothers. And be like, why? And I'm be like, because uh, I'm always charging forward and trying my best. And I want to be the hero. Getting that coin. I can adapt to any situation. Pride yourself in being able to uh, leap over obstacles as they come yeah. at you. And then I demonstrate that out in the yard. Because there's a yard. Yeah. And then later you can be like, also, I'm Italian. And then they'll be like, oh, that's yeah. a good answer. Ha ha ha. And then you just like, like clench your lips together and go. 
until your face is like bright red and then suddenly a huge mustache pops out <laughs> and you go and you go how about that and you slap the table and then and then they, they're just like all freaked out like they can't say anything and you slap the table again and and everybody's cup of coffee is falling over because they've got tall mugs right is that what's happening that's, <laughs> that's exactly what's happening, what's happening yes eventually and, not and, immediately but, and it yeah. stains their stains their linen trousers like you stained my linen trousers you dirt bag you burlap, Jerry. I have a motion to call uh, the 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 letters from the dirt bag come from burlap Jerry's. Burlap Jerry's. That's pretty because good. Because they're in the they're they're in the sack. So anyway, I think I think you're supposed to do the you know be a little more strategic than me, I guess. Although you're you you are asked to answer this immediately, but you know think about what a boss wants to hear, and, and mm-hmm. you'll get the job instead of just actually talking about yourself. Yeah, choose a game they've heard of too. I believe yeah. that boss was uh, uh, trying to rile you up and get you to say something cheesy. See how quickly you can say something like corny, basically. I mean, it was it was probably a playful joke question, I'm assuming, right? So something like Frank's Super Mario Brothers answer is clearly correct. You're not supposed to be honest during a job interview, right? No. I don't, I don't, I don't interview for jobs. I just walk in and start acting weird, and then they decide to pay me, usually... Uh, so I, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do with a question like that. There's a lot of video games where you do that. Don't say Sonic the Hedgehog, because like, because I, I always gotta go fast, and sometimes I just don't. Uh, sometimes you just don't understand where I'm going. <laughs> no, it's I always gotta go fast to the bathroom because I don't want the company to be spending money <laughs> on me pooping, and I fall <laughs> in the water all the time. That's wage theft. I would be sniper elite because I pride myself on accuracy. Oh, very good. Hitman. That would be it. I get the job done by any means necessary, and then I do it again a slightly different way, and I bring all of the results to you and uh, ask you to choose one, and then uh, you don't choose one. You just publish all of them, and then uh, I get a reputation as a person who just uh, writes too much stuff, and now I'm stuck with it. Yeah. And I got to make these videos the way they are instead of the way a normal person would. So that's probably the right answer for me is a Hitman game. I'm Team Fortress 2 because I'm accustomed to wearing many hats. Very good. I don't think many employers would would actually appreciate Tim's uh, doing the job by any means necessary. I think that sounds (laughs) incredibly threatening. Yeah. (laughs) By any means. I'm talking kill him with a stapler. The job is it's a kill. It's a killing job, right? Is it one of the kill jobs, or is it my? Am I? They didn't specify. I mean, I guess it could be whatever. Is it you one want. of those video game industry industry video game industrial espionage jobs where you're sent to kill rival game designers? Take them it, down. It might be. Uh, it might be one of those interviews where you're interviewing to be the owner. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Or do you want to? Do you want to be an employee or the owner? Final question of the interview. You've done well so far. <laughs> Would you like to be the worker or the owner? Uh, owner, please. Oh, okay. Well, I guess then uh, we weren't going to hire you because you're quite frankly your interview question answers sucked. Uh, but now that you say you want to be the owner, we realize we kind of can't. Uh, we can we can't not hire you. So right, you're our boss. Uh, How do we say no to you? We can't say no. I hope you will continue to employ me at the conclusion of this job come, interview. Come on in. Uh, if you don't like me, you can find a gun in the top drawer of your desk. Uh, thank you. By the way, my it. video game personality is bonk. Oh no, I was being the I was being the guy who's still trying to keep his job. He was going to say what his personality was uh, from a video game to keep his. Job I would I would say uh, my my corny thing that I would say off the top of my head in the vein of Frank's answer is uh, 
Uh, if my personality were a video game, it would be Parappa the Rapper because I got to believe I'm the right one for this job. <laughs> nice. Uh, I would yeah. first make sure the guy seemed cool enough to have played Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. It seems like a deep cut enough reference for, you know, most people-ish, you know. Yeah. The creators of the Paramount Plus Halo television series Correct. recently claimed they approached this adaptation by considering the documented lore and backstory of the Halo series okay. without attempting to capture any feeling from the actual video games themselves. That's neat. How effective can this approach be in video game adaptation? Video game adaptation into... Uh... Passive mediums, such as film or television. Okay, mm -hmm. so they, they went into all the deep lore. Yeah. That's what you said? Yeah. But they didn't They didn't what? Uh, they, they were like, we're not thinking about this as a video game. We're not trying to capture the feeling of playing a Halo game. We're telling a Halo story. I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that's always the way to approach... A franchise like i even if you're making like a new i don't know star trek show i don't think the way you approach it is to make a star trek show i think you make a show that's in the star trek universe yeah you just make the show that is good that's i think that's a that's a great way uh to make a video game movie i think that's exactly our show sorry either one the Mandalorian season one. I still haven't watched season two or the book of Boba Fett or any of the other shows that I'm starting to detect are all just not going to escape that one setting. Uh, I feel like the first season of The Mandalorian is like a, just a good example of how you yeah. should make something based on yeah. a video game because it basically is a video game adaptation at that point. Star Wars is a video game. Deal with it. Pretty much. It pretty much is. Ever play something called Star Wars Trilogy Arcade? There you go. Video games have so much Star Wars in them in general. I feel like if you were to make a, a Dest, I just thought of a Destiny TV show, and I realized we're talking about a Halo TV show. How weird is it that they're making uh, that uh, Sony now owns the makers of Halo, uh, the original makers of it, and uh, there's Destiny's also. Destiny's cool, dude, in terms of the lore stuff. It's like Space Conan. I don't know, man. It's pretty neat. What am I talking about? <laughs> I, I think you just chill in the universe. The stupid Joker movie is like the also a blueprint for it. I think you can have people just go ballistic and bonkers if you just pick a really narrow viewpoint, right? Uh, just yeah. a really narrow scope and then go in one just direction. imitate a, a film genre or whatever. I mean, like, that's that's how that Joker movie made. It's like $7 trillion, something like that. Something like Academy that. Award, you know? Uh, go vegan with your coffee creamer, like, whatever it was. Like... And now nobody uses milk in their coffee anymore because of Joaquin Phoenix's uh, acceptance speech. Yeah. Did true. you notice that? I mean, I, so I, I've, I've never seen an episode, but, but I know like Smallville was incredibly successful as mm -hmm. an adaptation of Superman. And it was not, you know, it wasn't Superman. It was, it was like a teen drama, I believe. It was, yeah. it was narrow. It just focuses on- It was the, Buffy. Yeah. It's neat stuff. It's neat stuff. So I feel like for a video game, you do something like that. You just do something Joker style doesn't have to be you know extremely dark serious thing you just narrow your scope down and just have a good time if they were to make uh like a dark souls movie or whatever you just make it about like one of the weird npc quests yeah and then they yeah. meet the dark souls uh questing journeying knight at one point in the story uh much like uh the joker meets young bruce wayne uh at one point in the stupid joker movie right like, just make it like that, and then everyone just in the audience just, like, bursts into applause, and nobody can hear the rest of the movie. Like, you just do it <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Like, I think I think the, the blueprints are there. You just, like, art it up a little bit. I just want to say, I loved that stupid Warcraft movie, dude. Did either of you guys see that? 
or any of you guys see that? Forgot there's three people here. No, I intend to eventually because at some point I want to do like a roundup of best and mediocreest video game movies. Yeah, I'd like to do that too. I'm gonna watch that eventually, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I just have no frame of reference for that world, so I. I don't think you'd need it. It's just like there's orcs. Well, then why am I not just watching a a real movie? You know, like there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I haven't seen Return of the Jedi. I'm not gonna watch Warcraft. That's so weird. The Warcraft movie kind of does feel like a real movie, though. Okay, It, it kind of does. It's just, I'm a real big fan of, of like, bland-ish, big-budget Hollywood uh, fantasy-style movies. I love John Carter, for example. But, I mean, again, I wouldn't recommend that if you're trying to make a successful or beloved adaptation of something. Yeah, I, did, I did not well, like that. I was going to say, you're, you're a fan of that franchise. Yeah, I love John Carter in general. Yeah, I, I love those those books are so weird. I read them as a kid. You know, I can't disavow uh, having read them as a child, so I might as well own up to it. Loved those books. Loved all of the Edgar Rice Burroughs, Tarzan stuff, The all full of weird problematic themes and such, but a heck of a craft on it. And I guess that Warcraft movie reminded me of that sort of thing. I also liked that Conan, okay, the, the Jason Momoa Conan movie. Mm-hmm. I loved that, man. Can we just say that movie ruled? I read all the Conan books about eight times each, all the stories. That Conan movie's cool, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I know uh, we all hated on it because it didn't have Arnold and uh, the the John Milius one is the be all end all. But that was the Conan books in a movie and it was cool and it and it sucked, but I loved it. So who cares? <laughs> so make it uh, just basically don't make them like those movies. Don't make them like Conan, John Carter, Warcraft or Gods of Egypt. <laughs> just just make uh, make them like uh, the Mandalorian or uh, what's it called? Joker. Mandalorian and Joker are the blueprint if you want people to just burst out impressed at your thing. So we have a lot of uh, Hollywood executives listening to this podcast, I think. So uh, we're gonna, we're about to see a, a really good crop of video game movies. How can you tell from the contents of a European game that it was made in Europe? Um, Just the names of the characters, like Bibli Bonk or whatever. Or, or Bibli Wink. I mean, Wink. That, that, that's true in the old days, right? Like, it's really easy in, in, in the... I don't know the the microcomputer era, right? Like any like, like the Amiga times. It's really mm-hmm. easy to spot a British game. Bouncing collectibles. It's it's a bouncing rotating collectibles. It is the vibrato, I believe, is the term in the music when when it just screeches at you really hard and 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 vibrate-y. Lots of stuff to collect. It's not just mm-hmm. that they're floating and and spinning and bouncing. Like you got to collect a lot of it for no reason. Really over animated main character. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is Vector Man British? No, Vector Man's not British. No, it's uh, made in no. Marin County. Oh, well, the doors, the doors have officially been blown off now. No. So, if, ve- if Vector know. Man was British, it would be spelled with a U. Mm. Yeah, Vector Moun. Vector Man. Vector Moun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's Vector Moun. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So you can tell a game was made in Europe if it uh, kind of tries way too much narrative stuff for the budget to pull off. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a derogatory-ish uh, insult word for this, Eurojank. That's usually what people talk about nowadays, right? I made it through my whole nine-hour video series on cyberpunk without invoking the phrase Eurojank even once, which uh, I feel proud of. Congratulations. I-, I think it also depends like, on the country because if there's something that has like an, an overwrought narrative and a lot of high concept stuff it's like oh it's probably french but if it's like this is a game about the intricacies of farm equipment you're like well that's a german game if i ever saw one. Oh man so i guess i guess the uh if you look at ubisoft right ubisoft has their studios uh in paris rayman that's a french game 
right? You know it. But uh, Assassin's Creed, they made that in Montreal. Yeah, that's a French-Canadian mm. game. You can just tell. Just tell. Yeah. Something to do with the uh, uh, the nature of the character, uh, I think, who in one of them is very historically accurate, sort of Viking or pirate or uh, you know Egyptian bounty hunter or you know Greek warrior, you know. And then in the other one, it's it's a cartoon character with just bobbling limbs that animate way too much. The question was specifically British, right? American I said American? European. He said European. Yeah, European. Euro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Euro Truck Simulator. You know that was made in Europe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is it about Sea of Thieves that's immediately British? Uh, yeah, there, there's there is there's a character there's squeezing like, a squeeze box, like yeah, the squeeze one, box, like yeah. one second in, you're in a pub where someone's like squeezing a a, a little a squeeze box accordion. I think time to trope makes something really British. Like um, it, when the time to trope is very, very low, it feels British. They immediately go for some kind of a stereotype really fast, I feel. Yeah. Even in the bigger, more 3D games. Um, although I guess Rocksteady doesn't do that. So I wish I had a better way to, to frame this. Sometimes you really just do feel it like when you're watching a... Yeah. I've, I've talked about this, but like when you're watching a, a VHS tape or, or a straight to DVD movie, if anybody can still get hold of those, and uh, there's something supposed to take place in New York, and it's it's like 100% just downtown Toronto, and, and the dudes are being like, watch out! Yeah. And, uh, oh, we got to go over there to get the uh, Statue of Liberty there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I love it. I love it. But sometimes you can tell even just because they're they're like, okay, let's have everyone wear normal clothes and everyone is wearing like plaid and puffer jackets. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is made in Canada. I love that stuff. You ever see Jackie Chance rumble in the Bronx? Yes. Very good. Is it where it's like clearly clearly like Vancouver. Yeah. I'd never even been to the Bronx when I saw that movie. I was like, this doesn't look like New York. <laughs> just something felt wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know, it probably fooled somebody, but I was real tough and I could do a lot of push-ups. They were trying to pull Vancouver on Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. They, they pulled Vancouver on me. Yeah, that's what they did. I'll tell you what's immediately French is those rabbits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, you can't yeah. stop the France. I mean, you ask you ask like nine out of ten French people to draw a rabbit. That's what they draw. <laughs> that's what they draw. Ask them to right. draw any character and that's what they draw. Hugo? Hugh, is Hugo French? Draw me a picture. Draw me a picture of your mother. Hugo has got to be Belgian. Hugo's got to be Belgian because okay. it's like it's like French but a bit off. So let's let's yeah. find out if Hugo's Belgian. Okay. Who's Hugo? Alexa is Hugo Belgian. You ever get really afraid that there's an Alexa in your house and you just don't know? <laughs> I do. It's like I've I've I actually have a couple of smart speakers in this house. They just sneaked one in. Uh, like, cause I have them for like my rear channels for my, uh, my sound setup. Cause I, I can't, uh, being here in New York, Manhattan, I can't just have like a big old boom in home theater. I can't go crack open a fresh case of Best Buy Magnolia in this room. I, I have to just make do with a sound bar and two little speakers. You guys Danish. 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 That's close. All right. What is the seizing in your leg after you wake up that indicates you're about to experience a horribly painful leg cramp over the next 30 seconds of video? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a lot of stuff like that. It's like when you uh, when you see like a big boss character clipping through the wall that you're about to open. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> there's a sword that's like twice the size of your body and it's poking through the, that door. You're like, oh. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking of that because I was playing Returnal. Oh, that game's cool. 
I opened a door and then left the door without without going all the way in. And then I started seeing these tentacles coming through and I was like, well, <laughs> uh oh, how about an opening cutscene that's just too in love with its own writing? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that makes me very anxious about this game. Uh, yeah. Can you think of a of a game in general that just had writing like writing use? I'm, I'm assuming it's like writing that's like too punchy, uh, too cutesy. Is that what you're talking about? There's a about? lot of that. That's that's most treehouse games for me. It's uh, just a little too cutesy. Yeah, uh, up in the treehouse. They got nothing else to do, man. I don't know if this is getting too far afield, but I recently actually backed a Kickstarter where it's like an involved, amazing narrative or whatever is, is one of the main bullet points that they put in there. But then the whole Kickstarter is really poorly written and riddled with typos and stuff. It's weird you, stuff. You know dude. what you're getting into. I backed it anyway. You want that law you want that involved story. I got to find out what it is. I I don't I don't necessarily have this exact kind of experience corporeally in real life yeah, where same. I feel some sort of a cramp. I occasionally get this feeling in the bottom of my foot, which uh, I have been told it sounds like plantar fasciitis, and then it uh it it will just kind of seize up the whole like arch of the foot for a, like a minute or so. But I get it very rarely, so I'm assuming that's uh yeah, it's probably something like that. Probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess another one that I could think of is when you're in a game that has glitched out and lost your save before, and then it's it like it stutters. Oh uh, no! Yes. And you're well, like, oh man, some, something's going on. You very quickly are like, how do I? How can I save this right now before this all goes yeah, south? It's very valid. I was thinking about Celeste, like when you run out of stamina and your hair starts blinking, you slowly start sliding down the wall. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I was I was gonna say because I mean I've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo here. It's my uh, it's my nighttime video game. I play Gran Turismo or F one twenty twenty one over here at night before I go to bed. Just do a couple laps on something. Uh, micro decisions cascade, and eventually you realize like a whole like five seconds ahead of time. Like, yeah, I might crash up at this next turn, right? But I've I by thinking about this, I just kind of realize racing video games aren't really video games. I think they're 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 a slightly different category like these uh, more realistic racing games it's weird i feel weird calling gran turismo a video game it's kind of a neat thing to suddenly accidentally think in the middle of uh of, of talking about this i don't really think of it as a video game is there a way in gran turismo to only have the good music and not have the bad music is that possible I was just talking about this on a podcast oh, really? uh, earlier today. Yeah, I was like, I want to turn off the really bad stuff, and I just want to hear the, the weird stuff that the old dudes record at the Polyphony exactly. Digital uh, in-house uh, beautiful analog recording studio. I just want to hear that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to hear... Uh, it, I mean, there's some really bad-sounding rock music in there. Yes, it's abhorrent. My days of uh, thinking I might someday be a music critic have all just disappeared behind me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that music doesn't get the seal of approval, would not get a seal of approval from anyone living or dead. Uh, some of that stuff is bad. Yeah. And it made me just want to... I, I, I ended up turning the music off, the in-race music. I love the menu music, but I, are you playing Grand Tourism 7? Well, so I haven't even... I don't even have the game. I was trying to listen to the soundtrack oh yeah and and it was like vacillating so wildly between stuff that was just abjectly terrible and stuff that was fantastic and uh, i think there should just be a genre a genre pick yeah. a man let me pick a genre give me a vibe select uh, let me just choose jazz and fusion 100 percent. 
Those two, and then uh, rock or pop or whatever they call any of that other stuff. I mean, it is some real, like, I worked at a Target store in the 1990s. Yeah. Uh, sometimes CDs were $6. Uh, the guy at the electronics department would have to put one on. I drove a car to school. I, I know what the music sounded like. I heard the worst of it. I heard songs from the middles of the albums, you know, yeah. that you hear the singles of on the radio. And this Gran Turismo 7, some of this stuff is unimaginably worse. I heard the entirety of the of Buck Cherry's album. Oh god! Oh, god. Uh, their eponymous debut. White Town. Yeah, the one with with lit up. I love the cocaine. I heard the tracks from the middle of that album, and Gran Turismo Seven is uh, is is trying its best to do the worst versus that. And I think number one, you could respect it at a certain time of day, though certainly not that nighttime sort of day. No, not uh, when you want to. In which hang I out. find myself playing the video game before bed. Uh, so now I turned it off, and I'm like, oh, I can hear the gears better. I can hear the car better. So it's like I shift uh, more in a more timely fashion. So I think maybe it's a uh, maybe I just play better with the. I I have noticed my performance has gone way up uh, with the music off anyway. But probably because you uh, aren't hating spending part of your brain hating the music also. Exactly. There's that. There's that. But if I could have just the fusion, I would great. be. Uh, you know, I feel like just the fusion, please, should be one of the checkboxes in the assists. Uh, yeah, it's a, that's an accessibility option as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's, it's just the good music. Because the good music is so good, dude. It is good. And the menu music is all... The menu music is fantastic universally. They've got all these weird classical remixes that are just chill as heck. It's the only video game I know of that you can just use like... Uh, like a like a Spotify playlist, you just let it let it sit there in your living room, and it just starts showing you stuff. It has like a screensaver. It'll like randomly generate races and and uh, just have like cars going in replays, and it's really wonderful. It's such a package. It's time to go on to our lightning round. Is it about Gran Turismo Seven? That's a joke. It is about going fast. Uh, oh, this game Panic. is called The Time Is Right. I'm going to name a competitive speedrunning category and its associated parameter. Your goal is to guess as close as possible to the current world record time for that category okay. without going over. Whoever gets the closest to each game wins the point. Your first game is Super Mario 64, the 70 star category. Oh god, isn't it something like 16 seconds? No. 70 stars? 70 star no. category uh, is... I'm going to go uh, one hour and 15 minutes. Okay, I'm going I'm going an hour and 13. Uh, Tim is our winner at 16 seconds because it's 46 minutes and 58 seconds set oh, by Price Luigi. is right. Price is Dang. right. I basically bid a dollar there. There is there is a Mario speed run that is is less than like ten like oh, yeah. that's less than like thirty seconds. Uh, but it's it's, it's a, not. It's the zero star. Yeah, one. it's the zero star one. Yeah, where they glitch through the wall. Your next game is getting over it with Bennett Foddy, glitchless. Oh, glitchless! That whole game is a glitch, according to uh, me. It's a get owned Bennett Foddy. Dang. Street Fighter punch sound effect. <laughs> Getting over it glitchless. It's probably something like, I'm going to guess one minute and 24 seconds. Okay. That's my guess. Just being as specific as I can. I'm going to guess five minutes. 
Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen the game enough to. I, I assume that it is like theoretically you get on top of the mountain pretty quick if you're perfect somehow, right? Like that's yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I will go four minutes fly. Uh, you're all over. It's one minute, one second, and eight hundred ninety-six milliseconds set by oh, interesting. last bolt. Nice. Uh, I don't know why I didn't just bet bid a dollar there. That's, yeah, it should have bid a dollar. Okay. A glitchless is a weird category for that. The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. No major glitches. No major glitches. Does it have any Majora glitches? Uh, that's a later oh, No Majora glitches. How glitchy is Majora? All right, I'm going to go um, 52 minutes fly. 52 minutes fly. That's a pretty good guess. Pretty good guess. I'm going to do 52 minutes in one second. I'm just kidding. That's, man, that, the price is right. Such a flawed game design. 25 minutes. 25 minutes. No major glitches. Ah, crike. I'm going to say uh, 36 minutes, because there we get a nice spread between the three of us. Uh, Frank gets that one. It's one hour and 23 minutes by Arior. That sounds pleasant. Our next game is Cuphead on Expert. Uh, zero seconds, because uh, nobody would care to play it, because it sucks. I'm logging your guess at zero seconds. Uh, no, uh, Cuphead on Expert. I'll say 12 minutes. Give it 12. Wow. The length of, like, the worst possible Looney Tunes short. I'm going to say 38. Like 12 minutes. 38 minutes. You're going to go 38? I've seen the Mexican runner do this, and I want to say it was in the 40 to 50 range. I mean, 45. 45. 33 minutes by Jason2890. Uh, so Tim gets that one again. I was really close. Minutes. You were close. Wait, I thought you said whoever gets the close. Oh, you said whoever gets the without, without going, going over. over. Yeah, got it. Your next game is Super Metroid. Any percent. Any percent. Twenty-eight. God, minutes. seven minutes. Any percent. Does that include like force game end? I guess it does. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go down to to one second. Uh, that's twenty-seven minutes by Zost. Frank just went over. Tim's our winner for that one. Wow, weird. Zost. Yeah. I feel like I saw a run of that. That was like a few minutes. It was like seven minutes or something. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to speedrun stuff. I think it's uh, it's cool, but I don't really pay attention to it. I'm sorry. Well, you are in the lead, so you pay some attention. I guess, yeah. <laughs> and there's... I watch every GDQ, and I'm, <laughs> I think in last place. So. I oh. only watch tool-assisted speedruns, so that's why I'm I'm uh, I'm basing my stuff off weird information. Stardew Valley, Mary Shane. Uh, two hours. One hour. 45 minutes. Uh, you're all over. It's 40 minutes and 42 seconds by The Habu. Crack smoking daddy. I'm, I'm playing this wrong. Yeah. Like, if I'm playing proper prices right, I'm doing the dollar. But I'm trying to be close, which is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a flawed game. The Razor's Edge. I, the... I want to be challenged. Yeah. I don't want to just skirt the rules. I hate the price is right is a flawed game. This is a flawed game, and that's why we're having a good time. Uh-huh. I might be in the lead if it was uh, closest, period. Just saying. You might be. Sonic Adventure Deluxe All Story. Oh, God. All stories. So that means like doing Big the Cat and stuff. God, you gotta love Big the Cat. I'm gonna say 32 minutes. Wow. Just off the top of my head. Wait, where am I? I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know any of this stuff. I'm gonna say an hour 45. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. Okay, I was gonna go 45. No, I'm gonna say uh, 25. No, I don't know. Wait, what did you, you say? 32. You're committed. Uh, how, how am I committed? I just uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Frank is closest. It's one hour and 32 minutes. So, Brandon, you just went over. Heck. Sounds like a real snoozer of an hour and 32 minutes. No offense. Not the best way to spend I'm it. I'm just kidding. That game's over. Right? Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. Yeah. True ending. True ending? Yes. So that's uh, the 100 and 
2% ending where you get the whole thing. Oh, God. That just means getting all the secret areas, right? I didn't play two. I only played one. So I'm going to base it on one. And it, and one had a 101% thing. Um, yeah, the stupid 101, yeah. All right, I'm, I'll start us off at one hour, Bob. 35 minutes. 38 minutes. Uh, Tim is correct. It's 36 minutes, 31 seconds by <laughs> Shoot. 38 always fails me so far. <laughs> Kurt Schilling, the curse of Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. 38 Studios. Dark Souls Remastered, any percent. Oh, probably. It's probably something absolutely bonko. Yeah. I'm not doing first this time. <laughs> well, I recently saw uh, that there's an Elden Ring speed record that is... Uh, I'm not going to say what the Elden Ring... I mean, I, re- I saw it. Uh, I'm not going to say it. I want Brand- Brandon to guess first, then I'll say what the Elden Ring speed record is and base my answer on that. To, okay, uh, I'm going to say... Two hours. No, two hours, 30 minutes. So I'm okay. okay, so the Elden Ring speed record. Wait, what did Frank say? He said nothing. I, said that I just said that I'm not going first. So I'll, oh, okay. I'll go second if you need me to. I'll go I'll go uh, 12 minutes. Oh, this is 12 minutes? Well, the Elden Ring speed record is 28 minutes. So uh, I feel like Elden Ring as a bigger game is, is more prone to having jankier little holes that can be poked in it. I mean, somebody beat Elden Ring in 28 minutes this week, in case you all didn't know that. The, the famous 80-hour video game has been whittled down to 28 minutes. Yeah, I guess minutes. actually any percent means you can just go yeah. straight to the boss, so my answer is going to be wrong. Yeah. I'm going to say that uh, I feel like Dark Souls being a smaller game, a decidedly smaller game in scope, is less prone to holes, but uh, that From Software makes games of similar densities, so I'm going to round it up to 34 minutes. Frank is correct. It's 19 minutes and 31 seconds by wow. Alt F4, JP4. Well, Just assumed it would have fewer holes in it. Okay, uh, right now the score is Tim 4, Frank 3, Brandon 0, going into our last category. Nice. I think I'm going to win this. I have seen a speedrun of, of Dark Souls, and I believe it's uh, uh, clipping through areas is kind of the main thing. Oh, yeah. Poke it full of holes. Your game is Minesweeper Expert Mode, no RNG. Minesweeper mm. Expert Mode? Tw- 26 seconds. What'd you say, Brandon? 26 seconds. Okay. I'm going to go one second. Tim. One second? No RNG manipulation? 26 seconds? One second? Oh, wait. No, I, I screwed up. I forgot the rules of this game. Never mind. Whatever. One second. One second? I'm going to say uh, uh, 38 seconds. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you got it exactly right. That's the what sco- I'm talking about. Uh, the uh, score is... 26 seconds. What I failed to say was that if you got the score exactly correct to the millisecond, that's worth five points. So, Brandon, <laughs> you are our winner. Congratulations. Oh, that's nonsense. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, does anyone have anything to recommend? Oh, jeez. I, I feel like I did, but I forgot. I w- I've been watching this movie called um, My Kung Fu Sweetheart. Been watching a movie like what just like a minute at a time. It was, I've watched it across three nights so far. Yeah, even though it's an hour and forty five minutes, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty fun and it's really stupid. It's got like um, bad acting, pretty bad kung fu in it. But it's it's like about this this lady who um, her parents are kung fu masters, but then her mom gave it up and her dad's still doing it. But he works at the zoo giving people toilet paper, and uh, she gets employed at a company that's trying to be taken over by. A guy called White Eyebrows, who's also a kung fu master, and uh, he's Pretty trying good. to kill everybody. And then her dad gives her um, an eagle for her birthday, which is just a man in a bird costume. God, that rules. It's just so chock full of nonsense all the time, but it's weirdly subdued. It's clearly jokes. 
like they're 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 making funny jokes but it's so like understated while also having a person in a bird costume i recommend it give it a look and also the main character is slurring her words together the entire thing like i don't know if she <laughs> what what was going on with her but she's just like um it's a weird one so yeah my kung fu sweetheart that's that's my <laughs> that's my recommendation for the week mkfs my kung fu sweetheart what when did this movie come out what's the year for it the year of 2006 oh my kung fu sweetheart yeah it stars a uh, cecilia somebody oh movie looks like looks wild yeah it's got some stuff in it yeah i think jerry's ready for that one what are you watching it on fandango uh, i'm watching it on a dvd that i bought at the record store for three dollars <laughs> was it at the fandango record store yeah it was at the Fang- fandango record store it's always fun uh, getting a movie at a weird place and then putting it on and being like, oh, I guess I'll watch the rest of this somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I go and I buy the worst nonsense that I can find at used stores and maybe one out of 50 is any good. But when you find the one out of 50 that's fun, it's like, what a delight. When you when you wake up wanting to be the guy who finds the diamond in the rough, you're you're going home with a. You're going to bed with a with a, a you know a stomach full of rough. Basically, that's true. how it goes, right? That is what happens. Uh, I recommend listening to uh, fanbite.com has a podcast called uh, "You Love to See It." Uh, that I I was on. Uh, I recorded an episode of it today. It will already be out at the time. It's the most recent episode available as of the time you are first able to listen to this. Um, it is uh, an episode about we we reviewed the the most recent season of f1 drive to survive so if you'd like to hear me talk about f1 i watched that for by the way. like two and a half hours or so it's on there it's me talking a lot i i'm sure a lot of people right now are wondering uh like trepidatiously if at any point during those two and and some hours do i say anything nice about max verstappen the answer is don't worry no we do not <laughs> we do not so don't worry about that we only talk about the good boys and the good guys and uh just you know tune in for that if you like f1 if you don't like f1 also if you find yourself watching f1 drive to survive and you like it you should do what i do which is uh subscribe to a year of the f1 tv app Uh, i've got it on my apple tv and it has all the races how many monies does that cost uh it's like 60 bucks dude you get all the races all the practice sessions they archive everything you can watch all the races from recent years uh, uncut. It even has a little menu you can pop out on your Apple TV or whatever device you're watching it on. I'm sure it's on several devices. And uh, I can slide it out and I can uh, I can just pick uh, an angle. I can watch the pit crew angle. I can watch just the, the race map, the course map, the tracker. It's uh, quite a wonderful experience. Uh, if, if you, if you want to get into F1, you can, you can talk about it like a pro, like I did on that podcast today. Uh, if you just get that app and then that's what I put on instead of buying 50 DVDs. I just I just put the F1 on during the day and let it roll. Perhaps against my prior feelings, I kind of want um, I want Botas to um, beat George Wallace in races. I like Botas. I like that guy. He's finished as heck. George Wallace, uh, I mean, there's, there's stuff we don't know about, uh, obviously, that I feel like Drive to Survive. You can hear more about my opinions about this on that episode of that podcast. I would listen. I would recommend that. Um, I feel like that episode or this new season was uh, much more manufactured 
Like yeah. when uh, when Toto Wolf goes, uh, takes George Wallace out and tells him, uh, just going to let you know next year you're driving for us at Mercedes. It's like they clearly had had that conversation elsewhere first sure. and then we're having it again. There was it, there was a, a very undeniable element of coachedness to it that was uh, uh, felt very strange and fake. And I was upset yeah. uh, and I thought that's strange. But, I mean, there's stuff we don't know. I mean, they have these numbers like they knew Max Verstappen was going to be a champion. Red Bull knew that, right? That's why Daniel Ricciardo was, uh, they had numbers. They've got biometrics, right? They've got all this stuff. They also had a better car. I I do kind of like that right now Honda has the best engines in in F1. That's kind of fun for me. Well, Constructors Championship uh, Mercedes did win, so. It's true. It's still It's true, but that's arguably better driving than, uh, versus a better car. Let's put it this way. Uh, the Red Bull car has a Red Bull logo. I love Red Bull. Uh, but the Mercedes car has an AMD logo on it. I love AMD. That's right. So if I, uh, however, the Mercedes car also does have a Tommy Hilfiger logo, which is a real shame. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I can say about my potential endorsement uh, deals. No Tommy Hilfiger for this uh, for this guy right here. The end. Don't ask me anymore. Frank, you got any stuff? Uh, yeah, just a quick one. Um. I needed something to play that wasn't Elden Ring, something a little more relaxing to uh, oh, to accompany no. it. And uh, I went and got uh, Skunk Ape, which is kind of a small group what? of former Telltale folks recently bought back the rights to the Sam and Max series that they did over there. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they uh, quote unquote remastered them, but but it's one of those it, it, it's much like my Resident Evil 4 HD recommendation it's like it's the same game they just tweaked it a little bit and and in this case you know this is a 2005 i think even at the time kind of janky looking 3D point and click adventure but man you just you just add some of the that good lighting to it looks fantastic doesn't make any sense but uh yeah lots of nice little quality of life stuff runs at that full frame rate 120 frames a second or probably higher if you got that. I don't. I love that 120. But but beyond all that, um, just re-examining these games, what, like 17 years later or whatever? They're good little games. They're good little bedtime games that you can play in like an hour and a half or two hours and just complete the game. Because they're, they're, little, they're little episodic guys. Skunk Ape? Uh, I believe it's Skunk Ape. Is that right? You, you're talking about the developer name, not the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking them up. I've got a couple recommendations. I'd like to recommend, first of all, that Frank Zipaldi should watch Star Wars Return of the Jedi. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Come Skunk on. Ape Games. That's it's it. okay. That's a horrible name. Return of the Jedi. Whatever. Sorry, I, you, I need to watch Return of the Jedi? Really? Yeah, that's my recommendation. You absolutely don't. You totally do. You need to watch it before you watch The Book of Boba Fett, apparently. Uh, I did watch The Book of Boba Fett. It's funny. <laughs> I didn't need... I didn't need... Did you <laughs> know? plenty of flashbacks. And you know what? When you watch these shows, what you're supposed to do is go on YouTube and watch the guy who's like, here's all the stuff that, that you'd missed or you didn't know about from that. And then you'd watch that for like 15 minutes and you're like, all right, got it. So... Oh, they, that makes sense. I got all I need about about that Boba Fett. Uh, not only what happened in the Return of the Jedi, but you're only saying that because you have not watched Return of the Jedi. What happened in the 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 Marvel comics? Not the old ones that are no longer canon, but the current ones that that all ties into the show too. And uh, yeah, had that explained to me on the YouTube very nicely, much nicer than watching the movie. I'm sure. No, I gotta say that Return of the Jedi has a heck of a structure to it. Yeah, the first I'll get to it. I'll the get first to act it. is uh, strange. I gotta tell you something. As it, watching it as a 40-year-old, you're going to be like, that was fine. That's what's going to yeah. happen. That is my reaction to 
everything with Star Wars in the name. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it'll be. Oh, that's not true. I, I tried to watch episode one recently. Oh, no, that was pod racing. I couldn't finish it. That was pod racing. Uh, we used to give Yusa Una bongo. Jar <laughs> uh, Jar, we make you bomb bad general. I came into that movie, like, this This was, like, last week, I think. I was just like, I'm going to put on episode one. What's What's the worst that could happen? And uh, I, I came into it ready to uh, rebel and and like the character Jar Jar oh, yeah, Binks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I really I was ready to just be that guy and I was like I hate this character. It's very it's incredible. Like... It's incredible how bad he is. He's just he's just irredeemable. Like they 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 cut in a scene of him doing something quote unquote funny, like something that like a deep learning AI like circa 2005 would call funny, <laughs> like every like 30 seconds for like a whole 10 minute stretch of the movie right there during the introducing Anakin Skywalker part. I have too much to say about episode 1. I've seen it a lot of times because it's a heck of a thing for testing a sound system. If you ever set up a Dolby Atmos system in your house, Frank, I don't know if you have one. Uh, the pod racing scene is is a very good way to test it. It's uh, it's uh, it's in Dolby Atmos on Disney Plus, and uh, you can get that upward firing speakers and the rear firing speakers. It sounds really neat. Otherwise, a, a hateful, hateful film, a, a disgusting disgusting movie yeah I, uh, that's not my recommendation my recommendation is return of the jedi i also that's, would that's like to one. recommend that if you're listening to this show on any platform where you can subscribe to you podcasts that you engage with us in that way to keep the algorithms pushing us upwards and go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you can become a patron to submit your own topics listen to monthly bonus episodes and get other exclusive content you can also join us on forums.insertcredit.com and follow us on social media for our own personal updates and projects this show is at twitter.com slash credit i am at twitter.com slash alex jaffe brandon is at twitter.com slash necrosoft frank is at twitter.com slash frank savaldi and tim is at youtube.com slash action button this show is edited by esper quinn <laughs> with music by kurt feldman i'm alex jaffe i'm frank savaldi i'm tim rogers i'm brandon sheffield and i'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive <laughs> oh very good <laughs> yes That's a quote for Return, Return of, the of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I understood that it was. <laughs> yeah, very good. You're really going to convince Frank with that with that oh, line. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah very good. Gonna bring that's, him around. He's that's that, go that classic George Lucas dialogue. Oh,